You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast, and this is going to be one jam-packed episode. I can tell you that much right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Jeff Grimes officially off to Waco and Baylor to be the offensive coordinator for the Bears. BYU elevates Aaron Roderick to offensive coordinator. Fessy Satake up to passing game coordinator. Oh yeah, and BYU basketball apparently is locked in the game. Who might that be? Man, is there a lot to get to on this Tuesday edition of the podcast. It's brought to you today by our good friends over at betonline.ag as well as rockauto.com coming back on board with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll tell you both of those companies here in just a little while. All right, there you go, the roadmap, the rundown of what you're going to cover on today's podcast. Let's get into it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 5th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And a big thank you once again for joining us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU athletics. This is going to be a busy show today, folks, but a reminder for you if you haven't done so already or if you're just checking us out for the first time, hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode because we talk BYU sports every day. And our goal here on this podcast, my goal, my overarching concern is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room by giving you all the relevant BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day, as well as passing along insider tidbits that you will not and cannot find anywhere else. So a big thank you in advance for your support of the podcast in that fashion. All right, on to business. Let's talk BYU sports. Should we start with BYU football? Yes, let's start with the BYU football program. Jeff Grimes officially on his way to Baylor. The news leaking out early yesterday morning morning around what 6 30 a.m mountain time and then it really just kind of snowballed snowballed excuse me from there throughout the rest of the day official announcement came in the early afternoon hours that he was being hired as the new offensive coordinator as well as tight end tight ends coach for the Baylor Bears and first off let me say a hearty congratulations to Jeff Grimes he is well deserving of this promotion many of you out there saying well BYU is probably on the same par with Baylor there's one unique distinction factor that goes into this above all else for BYU and Baylor is that Baylor has the power five tag that BYU just does not have folks it's unfortunate that BYU in my mind and many of your minds is probably on par with at least half of the power five is currently constructed but as it is, they don't have the Power 5 name, name next to them. In addition to that, Jeff Grimes is going home. He's a native of Garland, Texas, which is in the greater Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Waco is essentially a stone's throw away from the Metroplex, and it's a Baptist university. He grew up Baptist, still is Baptist to this day, as far as I'm aware. I think uh, Gordon Monson wrote about that in the Salt Lake Tribune about the hire, so... I wish him nothing but the best. He's going home to a place that he grew up in, coached there as a guy from Texas, played his college ball at UTEP. He'll do good things for the Baylor Bears. I have no doubt about that. In addition, late last night, BYU announced via a press conference, actually not a press conference, press release, excuse me, that Fessy Satake as well as Aaron Roderick have both earned 
promotions as a result of Jeff Grimes moving on. A-Rod, Coach Roderick, will be now be the offensive coordinator for BYU while continuing on as quarterback's coach. Meanwhile, Fessy Satake will continue on as wide receiver's coach, but add passing game coordinator title that Aaron Roderick held for the last three years to his job title. I think both of them are well-deserved honors. Both of them will do great. Aaron Roderick has play calling experience both at BYU as well as at uh, the University of Utah in his previous previous stint with Utah. Uh, Fessy Satake was an offensive coordinator at Weber State. He's been an integral part of BYU building their offense over the past three seasons as the wide receivers coach and both of them well deserving of the promotions. The interesting note from the release from BYU indicates that Steve Clark will continue on as tight ends coach. Harvey Unga will continue on as running backs coach and then I think most importantly Eric Mateos will continue on as offensive line coach. Does that mean any one or all three of those guys are not up for potentially being picked off by another program? No, they could be if the right offer came along from a Power 5 program or just a program that is offering more money. But it is intriguing to hear them say that all of those guys are going to stay in place. I thought that Jeff Grimes might take at least one and maybe two of the assistants he worked with at BYU with him to Baylor. Currently, it appears that there are openings at wide receiver coach as well as offensive line coach at Baylor. So I wondered if Eric Mateos might be up for making the move to Waco alongside Grimes as his offensive line coach. And potentially a guy like Fessy Sitake getting the chance to go see what he can do at the Power 5 level. As it stands right now, based on the press release from BYU, the staff is going to stay intact outside of Jeff Grimes moving on, and that's a major win for Kalani Sitake if that is indeed the case. I think keeping those guys on board, building on the continuity they've had over the past three years, and losing only one of the coaches who has come on board in those three years, man, it's been a pretty stellar run for BYU, keeping a very good crop of coaches home and letting them build things. I think Aaron Roderick is a natural. He was the play caller, for by and large, over the past two seasons for BYU. Jeff Grimes had a lot of insight and a lot of uh, things that he did good, especially with the game plan going into games. But when it came to the nuts and bolts of actually signaling in the plays and making that call up in the booth, it was Aaron Roderick, by and large, making that call. Jeff Grimes would have his input, so would Kalani Satake, like any good head coach. But Aaron Roderick's the one ultimately making those calls, and now this just makes him the head man of the BYU offense. I think he's going to be a stellar, stellar coach, and I think he'll do a great job helping BYU rebuild after losing guys like Zach Wilson, Brady Christensen, and Dax Milne, among others, on that offense. Pretty crazy schedule this year. Seven Power 5 opponents and... I think that BYU, they're going to have their work cut out for them to replace the talent that's departing the program, especially on offense, but they also have a lot of weapons coming back. So that is the good news for BYU. Now the question remains as to what Kalani Sitake will do with now his vacant 10th coaching position. Jeff Grimes moved on, and if all of the other offensive assistants stay put, it appears that Kalani could now use that spot for potentially a special teams coach. I know that uh, Ed Lamb has held the special teams coordinator title. Maybe Kalani opts to make him the full-time special teams coach, and that maybe opens up a spot or two on defense. One guy who's been working at BYU throughout the, almost the entirety of this season in a volunteer basis, it's kind of similar to what you see with a lot of coaches that go to Alabama. They call them quality control or 
uh, what do they call them, um, a- analyst positions. Well, this has been a potentially a volunteer position for Kevin Clune, formerly a defensive coordinator at Oregon State, a guy who went to Memphis and had a great run there, a well-respected defensive mind in the college game. He has spent the majority of this past year working in Provo, like I said, on a volunteer basis with the BYU football program. This is one of those tidbits you won't get from anybody else by, but other than listening to this podcast. So Kevin Clune is very much a guy I would keep an eye on as a potential addition to the BYU coaching staff as that quote-unquote 10th assistant to replace the open spot that Jeff Grimes has created for BYU. I think adding a defensive coach would actually be a smart play for Kalani Satake. If he feels like, hey, Ed Lamb needs to focus in on special teams, maybe you make Kevin Clune your linebackers coach slash co-defensive coordinator. I think Clune would actually do a very good job on the defensive line, helping out Elisa Tuiaki. So there are a lot of things out there that are still in play for BYU. And I will never dismiss the chance that Frank Miley might be a name that pops up for BYU. I still think Miley is a well-respected coach at the power five and the G5 level and have no shortage of offers, but if you're Kalani Sataki, at the very worst, you make that phone call and engage Miley's interest in potentially joining you in Provo coming down the road from Logan. So, very interesting days and weeks ahead for the BYU football program. First off, to see who Kalani Sitake hires as his final, his 10th assistant coach, in addition to seeing if any other assistants at BYU garner enough interest or decide to move on of their own volition to a new program. Like I said, I wish nothing but the best and congratulations to Jeff Grimes as he moves on now as the offensive coordinator of Baylor. I think it's a well-deserved promotion getting him back to the Power 5 level. He's working with a guy in Dave Rand, who's very familiar with the state of Utah, understands what BYU is all about and wants to build on some of the success that BYU had on offense this year. And you know what? It is a major win for Kalani Satake to keep everybody but Jeff Grimes in place in Provo. That is an underrated thing in all of this is the fact that only Jeff Grimes is moving on based on what we know as of now, and it's going to stay relatively intact otherwise for the BYU football program. So there you go. Kevin Kloon is a guy to keep an eye on. I think Frank Miley, his name is going to be in the mix, but there will also be other names that pop up, and we'll be sure to pass along anything else I hear, but... I wouldn't be surprised to see Kevin Clune as a potential addition to the BYU coaching staff after spending the past season in Provo working on a volunteer coach basis. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we do need to turn our attention to BYU basketball. Mark Pope lifting the lid on some news late last night saying that BYU basketball does have a game this week after Pacific had to cancel or postpone their game this Thursday due to ongoing COVID issues within that program. We'll talk about that. I'll pass along what I know with regards to BYU in that game coming up on Thursday. We'll get into that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at betonline.ag, folks, and I mean this. There's one place and one place only that I trust to place my sports bets, and that's betonline.ag. Payouts are very simple. They're straightforward. They will take care of you. No matter what the sport you're interested, get off the couch and get in on the action. You can go to betonline.ag right now, sign up for a free account, and while you're there, when you make your first deposit, use the promo Promo code locked on and receive a 50% welcome bonus courtesy of our good friends at betonline.ag, guys. It is free money, 50% of your first deposit given to you for free to bet on whatever games, contests, or even prop bets you have interest in. As I said, 
BetOnline.ag is the best place to place your bets. Payouts are fast and easy, and they will make sure you are taken care of regardless of whatever you're trying to bet on in this day and age. Check it out now, BetOnline.ag. Once again, use that promo code Locked On when you're there and get a 50% welcome bonus from our good friends at BetOnline. That's BetOnline.ag and BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Days like yesterday never seem to end for me because the news starts rolling in in the early morning and it rolls throughout the day and on into the late evening. And last night, Mark Pope tweeting out, quote, it's go time. Get ready, Cougar Nation. We got a game. What he's referring to is that BYU is locked in an opponent for this Thursday after having their game scheduled for Thursday against Pacific postponed due to ongoing COVID concerns and protocols within the Tigers program. It would have meant the third straight postponement for BYU to open West Coast Conference play. They were potentially looking at not playing a game until January 14th, and that just would have been way too long of a break, in my opinion, and apparently in BYU basketball's opinion, to not play a game and everything I have heard and I'm comfortable saying this because enough people enough hashtag sources have reached out to me last night saying that BYU is scheduled currently to take on Gonzaga at the McCarthy Center up in Spokane on Thursday evening obviously that is subject to change any one of these teams speaking of Gonzaga and BYU could have a positive COVID test and have to postpone this game there that there are so many different moving parts to it but i am comfortable saying as of the recording of this podcast and it's coming late on a monday night for you guys on a tuesday morning or maybe a tuesday afternoon whenever you're listening to this but plan on thursday byu basketball taking on gonzaga and maybe some of you by the time you hear this podcast the official release will be out from byu announcing it but you know what I am passing along everything i know with regards to this situation as i have it so the good news of this, this is an opportunity for BYU to prove themselves against the best. There's no doubt about that. Gonzaga looks every bit the number one team in the country in my mind. I don't see any reason why the Zags should lose the national title this year. I'm having a hard time believing BYU can win that game uh, on Thursday night in the McCarthy Center or the Kennel, as most people call it. But you know what? You take on this opportunity. And the nice part is if you do lose the game, which is what obviously be forecasted for BYU, regardless, the bump in the net rating, which BYU debuted at number 52 yesterday, so not a bad rating to kick off with the uh, rankings that the NCAA uses to put together the selection Sunday, the NCAA tournament field. Well, the bump you'll get from taking on the number one team is why you take on this game. The West Coast Conference understands the unique circumstance they find themselves in. I think only one of their originally scheduled five games is played over the weekend, and it was Gonzaga who was able to play their games over the weekend. BYU was among the other eight teams who had games canceled or postponed due to other COVID concerns. And BYU, they have not had a COVID shutdown yet this year. And knock on wood, I'm doing it on my wood desk here, knock on wood that they don't have one the entirety of this season. The reason why you take on this game going up to Gonzaga is simply because you need to play a game. And Gonzaga's ready and willing to play, so hey, let's do this thing. If it comes to it that you play teams multiple times in the non-conference or you have to count it as a non-conference game, I don't know how it's ultimately going to be construed for BYU, whether this counts as a conference game or it's the Gonzaga-BYU game in Spokane conference-wise that's moved up. I don't have the details that are a little bit hazy at this time on that. But regardless, you get this game in. Both of these programs are ready and willing and able to play. So play the game. 
plain and simple. You just play the game. Is BYU likely to lose it? No doubt. I think Gonzaga, I have not seen a weakness from this team in my mind that makes me think that BYU can go up there and shock the world. But let's be clear. BYU does have a history of going to Spokane and doing the quote-unquote undoable. You recall uh, Gonzaga had that perfect record. What was it? 29-0. They're going for that perfect 30-0 record. And BYU went up to Gonzaga on the final night of the regular season and just shocked the Zags. I remember that famous picture of the 29-1 on the front page of a newspaper and the BYU players being absolutely jubilant about it. You can recall last year at the Marriott Center, BYU taking down Gonzaga in triumphant fashion. That was one of the craziest environments I've been in in recent memory with the Zags and Provo. So this is a great matchup for BYU basketball. The most important thing, it's a game for BYU. They they couldn't have gone, I think, three weeks without playing a game. And the tough part was they pretty much had maxed out, speaking of BYU, playing non-conference games. I think they actually had played the maximum number of allowable non-conference games based on the NCAA scheduling rules for this season. So anything that would have come down from the West Coast Conference, they would have had to ask for permission to play a non-conference game against a potential opponent. But you know what? If you can play the number one team in the country and gauge how good you are against the best, do it. As I said on Twitter last night, you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. If you want to be the best, you got to play the best. You got to beat the best to become top dog. This is a tough matchup for BYU, especially on short notice, but I think it, you, the. The benefits of it, the net rating bump, the opportunity to be on national TV, to really gauge where you're at against a team of Gonzaga's caliber, there's little to no downside to it. I see this as a big opportunity for BYU. There is little that people are going to think of their chances for them going into this game of potentially springing an upset. So they should go in loose and easy and say, you know what, let's go give it our best effort and try to shock the world. If you shock the world, you're going to be nationally ranked in short order if you take down Gonzaga at this point. It's just, it's that simple. You go and beat Gonzaga, great. But if you go and put it up a fight and show, you know what, we're actually a pretty good team. We're the team that went to San Diego State and beat a San Diego State team that gave up just an absolutely epic comeback to Colorado State. And a lot of people, I think, are discounting now BYU's road win there at Viejas Arena because of Colorado State's win. But you know what, if you go and put up a fight against Gonzaga, I think it'll earn some respect from the national media because Gonzaga's a national media darling. The media loves this team. And I love this Gonzaga team. I'll be frank about it. I love watching them play. Guys like Corey Kispert. Uh, I'm a big fan of jo- Joel Ayayi. I think that's how I pronounce it correctly. I just like this team. Jalen Suggs, absolutely stellar. There is no weakness on this Gonzaga team that I have seen. So BYU, you know what? You take on this game. You should go in there not feeling any pressure because the pressure is all on Gonzaga. They're expected to be a national title contender, if not win the whole thing this coming spring. So if BYU, you know what? My mentality would be I go in there free, loose, and easy and say, let's go try and shock the world. Nobody expects anything from us, and this is the time for us to strike. Do I expect it? Speaking of myself, Jay Catch, expecting an upset for BYU? No, I don't think so. But I do think that this is just a great way to get a good game in. And you know what? I just don't see any downsides to it for BYU. Outside the fact, okay, that's another one in the loss column. But you know what? It's the number one team in the country. So what's it really hurting? Go play the game. I'm excited for it. And like I said, I have to put this disclaimer on it. Things could change in the blink of an eye. 
we could wake up and have BYU or Gonzaga have a player test positive. All of a sudden, a game they put together on short notice is off just like that. That is how fluid things have become in the age of the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm hopeful that this pandemic goes away and we never have to deal with this anything similar to it in the entirety of the rest of my lifetime, no matter how long that might be. This has just been a unique, unique season for football in 2020 and, of course, basketball spreading across 2020 and now on into 2021. And my hope is that we see BYU get a chance to play in March Madness. By the way, if you didn't hear, it sounds like March Madness is going to be a centralized location in the greater state of Indiana. Indianapolis there at Lucas Oil Stadium will be kind of the heartbeat of college basketball. But a lot of the stadiums, the arenas around the state, uh, college and pro-wise, will also host games for the NCAA tournament bubble. They're going to create, and bubble's probably a loose term, considering they're going to be hours-long bus rides to very sites in the state of Indiana, but nonetheless, here's hoping the BYU can make that tournament field, and you know what? You play a game like this against Gonzaga, and you put up a good fight, the net rating bump you'll get, I think, will help solidify your case when it comes to your chances of making the NCAA tournament field. So there you go. Some of my thoughts and everything I know with regards right now as to if BYU is going to play Gonzaga this Thursday and everything I've heard is it's on for Thursday night up there in the kennel as BYU takes on number one ranked Gonzaga. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll run down some of the other news and notes involving BYU athletics. Plenty still to get to on today's podcast, but today's show is brought to you by an old friend, our good friends at rockauto.com, guys. I'll tell you this much. RockAuto.com is the best place for all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. No matter what it might be, you want shag carpeting, you need a new carburetor, you need a new exhaust system, no matter what it is, new headlamps. RockAuto.com has all the options available for your car, truck, or SUV. You can go to RockAuto.com, search out your vehicle, give them the year, the model name, whatever information you've got, tell them what part you're looking for, and every option that's available to you will pop up right there. You can select by price, you can search by manufacturer. It's really simple, it's really straightforward, and the best part is you get the same price that a professional would get if you are a do-it-yourself or who wants to take care of the problem on your own terms. That's what I love about RockAuto. They want to make the auto parts buying game as simple as possible. This is a family owned company, been online for 20 years, folks. They are the best when it comes to the auto parts game. So go to rockauto.com while you're there, make sure to fill in Locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box. That way they know that we sent you to check them out. One additional perk is that rockauto.com will ship everything directly to your door, guys. It is the best option when it comes to getting the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Amazing selection, reliably low pricing, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out now at rockauto.com. All right, folks, as you round out this edition of the podcast, we've covered a lot of ground today. We've got a few more things we need to touch on before we go. Let's start off with the women's basketball team. They have not had games postponed due to COVID-19, and that's the good news, but a tough loss on the road for BYU nonetheless, falling 58-56 to at the Jenny Craig Pavilion to the San Diego Toreros. Uh, Jeff Judkins, BYU women's basketball head coach, was quoted as saying, quote, credit to San Diego. The defensive pressure took us out of our rhythm for most of the night. We did have our chances, made some nice plays to put us where we needed to be at the end, but we just couldn't quite pull it off. BYU now falls to 6-2 and two on the season, 2-1 and one in West Coast Conference play. Meanwhile, San Diego improved to 5-3 and three and 2-1 and one in West Coast Conference play on their own. So a tough loss for BYU, but they'll try to bounce back later this week. A BYU is going to be on the road facing Loyola Marymount Thursday, 
at 7 o'clock Mountain Time in Los Angeles. That game will be streamed live on the WCC Network. So here's hoping the BYU can bounce back in positive fashion as they round out their week in Southern California with a game against Loyola Marymount. So looking forward to that and best of luck to Jeff Judkins and his team. Some good news with regards to Dave Rose. Many of you uh, heard over the weekend that he suffered a stroke on New Year's Eve. It was good to hear. There was a story in the Deseret News from Jeff Call who covers BYU basketball for the Deseret News saying that he is making an improvement and that's the good news. I talked to somebody last night who's very close to the Rose family and to Coach Rose himself saying that hey, there's still a long ways to go but the early signs are positive. Everything I understand about strokes and let's be clear about this folks, I am no medical doctor. I work in sports media so let's be clear about this but everything I understand about strokes is you just have to take things day by day literally. You just kind of have to take the good with the bad but the good news is early on it sounds like Dave Rose is making progress after suffering that stroke on New Year's Eve. Uh, the quote uh, in the Deseret News is quote Dave Rose or speaking Coach Rose is doing much better today from where he was three days ago up to now. It is nothing short of a miracle rooted in the incredible army of everyone who has prayed and supported him since Thursday. Thank you so much. Our family loves you and will never forget the outpouring of love and kindness, unquote. That is good to hear. And as I said, I talked to somebody last night close to the Rose family who said, yes, there's still a long ways to go, but the early signs are positive with regards to Dave Rose and his recovery from the stroke. My prayer, my sincere hope for Dave Rose is that he makes a full and complete recovery. As I said a little bit earlier on, everything I understand about strokes is that you just have to kind of take it day by day. There have been many people who never fully recover from strokes or other who make full recovery. So I'm hoping that Coach Rose is the latter. I can tell you this much. Everything I know about Dave Rose is he is an absolute fighter. That's who he's been his entire life. This is a guy who survived in one of the toughest environments in college basketball as a member of the Phi Slamma Jamma teams with the University of Houston. He coached some hard hard-nosed, tough BYU basketball teams. Did a great job at the junior college level. And this is a guy who I've heard legendary stories of his ability just to be that tough, mean son of a gun when he needed to be. In addition to when he needed to be, being the coach who put his arm around a young man and made sure that they were taken care of. Dave Rose is the salt of the earth, folks. Everything I know about Coach Rose, I have the utmost respect for him. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here when I say that. So the early signs, the early reports for Dave Rose are that things are going in a positive direction. And like I said, here's hope and here's my prayer, my hope, my faith that everything will continue to progress as it's going so far. I would encourage you if you're religious or regardless, send your good vibes, your wishes, your prayers, your faith to the Rose family. We all know that they can use them at this time. And finally, as we go out the door here on this Tuesday edition of the podcast, I need to address a question that was sent to me, and that is Craig Hall sent this in. He's a state representative for Utah House of Representatives in District 33. If I'm not mistaken, Representative Hall, you're in the greater West Valley area, so the west side of the Salt Lake Valley. Thank you for your service in public office. But you sent this question in to me asking, quote, Jacob C. Hatch, any word on whether Matt Bushman is declaring for the NFL draft? can tell you this much. Matt Bushman, ever since he suffered that horrific torn Achilles or the ruptured Achilles that he suffered in fall camp, 
Everything he has done has been geared towards getting ready for the NFL. He has no intention of coming back to BYU to play another season. I know it would be fun to see him back out there for the Cougars, but he is planning on going pro. There have been people out there who have been telling me he signed with an agency. I have not seen any official word on that, and he has not confirmed that publicly to anybody that I am aware of. But uh, Representative Hall, to answer your question, he is going pro, speaking of Matt Bushman, and wish him nothing but the best. It would be nice to see him playing for the Cougars once again. He was on track to set some records, I felt like, for BYU tight ends. But funny enough, you lose one tight end, and all of a sudden you find another. Isaac Rex looks like he is on a track to have just an absolutely stellar career in his own right. So, uh, Representative Hall, thank you for the question. Thanks for sending it in, and we'll be sure to address any and all other questions you guys have for us. Feel free to tweet at us, send them in on social media, or email the show as well. The email address for this podcast is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. You can follow the show on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars, or you can do what Representative Hall did and tweet at me directly. Jacob C. Hatch is my Twitter handle and love addressing your guys' questions as much as I possibly can. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the show. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 5th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.